everyone. Welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I am Zen. And I'm Emily. Today we're talking about an exciting auction event happening mid-August. Disneyland, the first 65 years, presented by Van Eaton Galleries, which is the same gallery that held the That's from Disneyland auction event a couple years ago. Like That's from Disneyland, this auction features a variety of Disneyland memorabilia from everything from concept art to cast member items to souvenirs. And there's even a few things from Walt Disney World, Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Paris. Oh, Disneyland Paris. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tokyo <laughs> Paris. That's a new one. Tokyo Paris. That would be a weird one. Yeah. Um, so there are over a thousand pieces up for auction, including a Space Mountain ride vehicle. Wow, that's that's a really intense, okay. right? <laughs> and, uh, and we invite you to check out the full online guide at wow, how, v it's vegalleries.com while we discuss some of our favorites. Yes, so today we are choosing our three favorite quote unquote affordable pieces. So these are items that have a value of under a thousand dollars. So Maybe you don't necessarily have to be rich to get these, but it probably doesn't hurt. So who wants to go pretend shopping first? I'll go first. But to be more specific, <clears throat> it's not necessarily under $1,000. It's speculated that the final bids will be under $1,000. Yes. So it's entirely possible that some of these things... Um, it's like any auction. They might think that it might go for 500 bucks, but it could go over a thousand. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a bidding process. And so, that kind of happened last time too, didn't it? Like there were things that, oh yeah, this is only going to be a couple hundred and then people really loved it. So it went up like thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it happens all the time. I mean, mm -hmm. actually there's a story. Um, I'm a, I like watches and Paul Newman, is very famous for owning Rolexes. Hmm. And one of his his personal... Actually, it was his personal Rolex that he gave to a friend of his daughter. And that came up for sale after something crazy like 50 years. And they were thinking, oh, you know, quarter million or whatever. And it went, I think it went for over a million because it was known to be actually owned by, by Paul Newman. Wow. Man. Wow. So, um, the first thing I'm going to uh, throw up there, are we going to go one and then go around the room and then come back again? Yeah, that works. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> I want something that's, I typically, I, I have a house full of stuff already, so I don't need <laughs> stuff that's just taking up space. Well, I would love to, but I don't have a lot of space. So, one of the things I thought was super cool, and I'm even going to give you guys the auction number. Um because I can't afford it. And if you can, great. And then if you're really uh, rich, um, I would love to benefit from this. So <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be the benefactor. So um, it is number 489. It is the original Blue Bayou table and four chairs. Ooh, I was looking at that too. Yeah. Because this is something I actually don't have a dining room table and I could use this as a very, very small dining room table. Um, the description is from Disneyland around 2000, a very rare original table with four chairs from the Blue Bayou restaurant. 
composed of wood, metal, and fabric. These park uh, used furniture pieces resemble the architectural style seen throughout New Orleans Square. And so you know these are sturdy. And you mm-hmm. know what? I, if they were new, I wouldn't doubt for a second that they wouldn't go for to actually have these if brand new would be f- the what they're asking for. They think it's going to only go for somewhere between $500 and $700. Hmm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, I would I mean, think that'd be more too. I mean, just one good iron chair is over a hundred dollars, right. and there's four of these things and a table, so it it doesn't it. I mean, and and they're beat up, so I don't know. I think that used me. It has patina and it mm-hmm. has yeah. um, history. Um, so you wouldn't so, finish them; you would just keep them kind of as is. I would, wouldn't you? See, I don't know, like. I'm always yeah. torn because whenever I see stuff like this, part of me is like, oh, yeah, like this is how like it, it's an artifact. Don't touch it. And then part of right. me is also like, yeah, but if I wanted to use them, would I like fix them up a little bit so that they were easier to use? Like it's a hard it's a hard question. You know I what? Know. I would probably clean it up the best I could. And they have four original seat pads. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably find my own seat pads and mm-hmm. put in new seat pads and store the the original yeah. four seat pads. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. idea. Yeah. You know, um anytime you refinish something, it more often than not loses value. Mhm. Um so it's very funny because um I I do have a lot of collectibles. I have um my father-in-law has a, a very unique watch. And we he likes to wear it. He's owned it. It's a, actually an original moon watch. Um, um, Omega Moonwatch, and it, back in the day, it wasn't that crazy expensive, but it is the first generation. And when we had it serviced, my guy actually was like, "Look, you need to keep all of these original parts." So, like, you know, there was like a mainspring, and there's a this and that, and he's like, he gave us all the original parts. He goes, "Because if you want to bring this to auction, you need to put all the original parts into it before you go back to auction." Wow. He goes, because you want to have the original parts to go with the watch. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Yeah. All right. Okay. If we're going around the um, the imaginary table. table. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my, um, I guess, affordable purchase. So I'm kind of like Zen. I don't want to necessarily, I like, I like things that are usable. So like Zen, when you chose the, I was looking at the blue Bayou like table and chair set because I was like I could use this this is like it won't just take up space like it's actually if like you know efficient usable Mm -hmm. so I found um it's item number 10 and it's Walt Disney Studios (laughs) ink and paint department stool oh cool oh you the one that attaches yeah Yeah. it's pretty cool (laughs) so if you don't know what that is I had no idea what that would be if I didn't see the picture. Um, but it's basically this little stool. It's a circular stool that you just attach to the wall, I'm assuming, and it kind of swivels around. I think it's, it's actually right. attached to a desk leg. A desk. Oh, mm-hmm. a desk leg. That's- I think it's actually attached to a desk leg. And then, so there might be an associated table with it. Okay. Maybe. I think that's how it works. So when you step out, the, the that stool actually folds underneath the table. See nice. a space saver. <laughs> See, yep. 
it's with super history. cool. Yeah, with history, right? Um, so the description is Disney 1940s, which is super cool. Um, it's an extremely rare original art stool from the ink and paint department at the Walt Disney Studios. Installed when the Burbank studio first opened in 1940, the stool, oh, you're right, Zen, I didn't read the description before I chose it. Um, the stool was attached to a table and would swivel out for use. The mm-hmm. stool was rescued from being discarded by a studio technician during a period of renovation, measures 12 inches in diameter and a height of seven inches, including the metal mounting materials. It's wow. like, it's looks like it's a fairly good condition like i don't even know if i'd refinish that at all like it i like that it's worn in mm-hmm. and it's so it's like a space saver it's usable and it's only um estimated 300 to 500 i mean you don't only, even need to, you don't even need to use it as a stool you could actually yeah, mount it right? on a wall and use it like as a table yeah 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 you know, put a candle on it, it or so mickey's yeah exactly yeah Nice. And and stuff made back then, I feel like was maybe a little bit better made than stuff mm-hmm. today, you know? So you've got like probably a nice solid chunk of wood that went into making that versus sometimes like there's, you know, like I forget what it's called, like the manufactured kind of yeah. wood particle stuff that isn't I'm really sure. that strong. Yeah, this almost has to be like a solid, right. usually like an oak yeah. wood part and stuff like that. Yeah. Not like an MDF or anything like that. Yeah. Or veneers. Yep. Veneers, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Nice. Okay, well, mine is kind of along the lines of, like, Zen's. So I chose item number uh, 278, I think it is. The Coca-Cola refreshment corner table with four chairs. So I almost chose the Blue Bayou, too. But I just, I love the look of these. They're so iconic and... You know, like a lot of time, I've spent a lot of times just sitting at the Coke Corner, like eating breakfast or, you know, waiting for my fast pass to come up or something like that. So I had to choose those. They're so cool looking. Oh, I want those instead because I can keep them outside. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's true. I didn't think so. Those were sitting outside, as mm-hmm. I recall. So I want yeah. those instead. So these, it sounds like they were from Disneyland from the 2000s. An original set of four chairs and matching table used at Disneyland's Coca-Cola Refreshment Corner on Main Street. They have metal frames with red padded cushions that match the table and are beautiful and functional artifacts from this popular Disneyland location. Um, it's in good condition and has some small scratches and cuts, but it doesn't sound like it's too, too bad. Um, and it is estimated to go for 500 to $800. I think that's definitely going to be one that's going to go for much more than that, but we'll see. Yeah. 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 I mean, the fact that it sits outside and think about the interior exterior or like outdoor indoor usage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause well, that, that's the thing is like, I have like a small area that you could put a table outside and mm-hmm. that's the great thing is that you don't have to worry about this stuff. Yeah. So, and I bet you it's been refinished at one point or another. So if you were to repaint it, that wouldn't be too big of a deal. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. If it's from the 2000s, if you're refinishing it, it's not like it's changing it that much. I, I yeah. think, I don't know, but yeah. Okay. So that's my first let's, one. Let's see. I have one. Okay, I actually have two more, but um, 
trying to find the pricing on this. This is lot number 949, which is <laughs> Disney Yacht Club Resort Table Lamp. Ooh. And what it is, it's a night table, like a night ta- what do you, nightstand t- table lamp. It has a little brown box. It almost could be like a cigar box or something like that at the very bottom. And on top of it is a bronze Mickey Mouse statue. um, And he's wearing a sailor's hat. Um, And on top of it it is is a square lamp um, shade in squarish trapezoid-ish in red. And it looks super, super cute. So that looks like it's... And once again, you know, I can put it on my, yeah, it's something (laughs) functional. It, you know, and that's the other thing is I kind of like stuff that's kind of, um, not for, for lack of better words, camouflaged. Mm -hmm. I don't want, I I don't want to show off my nerddom too much. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like, it's, you want, I like the subtle, the subtle nerddom. So, um, just fits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, nerdy chic, exactly. And this one is going for it's about eighteen inches tall, and they expect it to go for four hundred to six hundred dollars. Hmm. So, and it came from Walt Disney World's Nautical Theme Yacht Club. Um, so I don't, I've never had a chance to see this in person, but it's cute. It's so. cute. Yeah, we love cute and functional. Yes, yep. that's the theme of today. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, um, my second choice. There's Kind of, there's three because they're denim jackets. Um, and so one of them was like my first choice. It's estimated to be going for 300 to 500. It's lot number 70. And it is a rare denim jacket created f- especially for members of the Imagineering team. Oh, nice. So it's super cool. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just, it's like an oversized denim jacket from the nineties. It's very in style <laughs> and timeless. Um, it has the, on the back, it has the embroidery Walt Disney Imagineering on it with Mickey in his like phantasmic with the hat and the gown kind of gear on, but because it's 300 to 500 for a jacket, that's a little bit much but it is imagineering like Mm -hmm. it has that kind of going for it the other two jean jackets that i found um are less because they're not as you know and they're not imagineering (laughs) they're just um so they're lot numbers 341 and 342 and they're also from the 90s but one of them's from like has the embroidery of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Oh, um, nice! And That'd it comes cool with a hat. So, like, I feel like that's a twofer. <laughs> it comes with a hat, mm-hmm. and it's two hundred dollars. <laughs> um, and then the other one, uh, also jean jacket, also comes with a hat, and it's one hundred to two hundred dollars. It's more kind of just Disneyland in general. It's not specific to anything. Hmm. Um, it just says light magic on the back with the Disneyland super simple so from like highest value to lowest value there were a lot of choices I kind of like the hat bundle <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's where I was going I, but also I have like three or four denim jackets already in my closet I don't think I need another one but it's so cool right I know I There's have the same problem more. 
There's always room for more. You're right, Zen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay, so my next one is not very functional, but it's a good, like, wall art kind of piece, I feel like. So it is lot number 425. It is a Mark Twain life preserver. And it's from Disneyland from 2007. It says it's a rare life preserver prop that once hung on Disneyland's Mark Twain riverboat. The preserver proudly displays the names Mark Twain and Disneyland. And it's constructed of canvas and rope and measures approximately 26 inches in diameter. It's in fair condition with some surface wear from use. And it is estimated to go for $500 to $700. I think this would be super fun to have. Like, I don't know, even like in a bathroom, it'd be kind of fun, you know? that's what I was thinking too. I mean, heck, I might even just like try to make my own just to make it match. And maybe I can find a smaller life preserver and do something (laughs) similar because it'd be really fun to have something kind of similar to that. So let's take a quick break. You know, we got to say thank you to our sponsors. (laughs) And then we've got more cash to burn. So we'll be right back. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals, and we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Welcome back, everyone. Okay, we got a little bit more cash to burn. What else are we buying? So the first one on, uh, the last one, I should say, on my list, maybe I'll throw in a few um, honorable mentions (laughs) um, really quickly. But once again, falling on the theme of I like to have things that I can use and I like it to be incognito. And I like them to be cool. It is number 653, the Mad Tea Party Lantern Prop. Nice. I almost chose that. So essentially, if you have ever been on the uh, Mad Tea Party and you've been and you're swinging around in that in the middle of the night and you look straight up, all of those lights um, that are look like they're made out of paper, but they're not really. They're made out of some kind of fiberglass. One of these are up for sale. And this particular one is a white one. Looks like it's about, I don't know, 32 inches in diameter, 30 inches tall. And it looks really cute. You know, it's white and I can hang it over my kitchen table. I'm, I'm going to replace my chandelier with this. That'd be really cool. I would <laughs> I would do that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> when I moved into this house, it had this really ugly chandelier. I would put this in and replace it. And this will be super cool. <laughs> I like it. Nice. So, um, and that one was expected to go from nine hundred to fifteen hundred bucks. Maybe we'll go for under a thousand. Yeah, you could hope. Yeah, I yeah. doubt it, but you can hope. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like, I feel like that's probably going to be one that's going to be through the roof. Anything that was part of a ride, I bet, is going to go for like three or four times. Yeah, I mean, it'd be People fun to stuff, own it know? and like look at your old videos to actually see or pictures and see oh my god i actually have a picture of it when like 20 years ago or something yeah that's i didn't even think about that that's a good point so that's awesome i like it okay um kind of going off of 
what we've already been talking about functional camouflage how many times can we repeat it um so art i am a fan of artwork that's like not so much i like the concept arts sketches and things like that i think that's really cool so the ones that i had my eye on were disneyland hotel jungle cruise concept art prints and those are lots lot numbers 363 and 364 i'm leaning honestly i don't know which one i'm leaning towards 363 is from it's the point of view of just you are looking down like you can see the the jungle cruise boat and like going down the river whereas the other one it's the point of view that you're actually inside the boat and you're looking out Hmm. So they're both cool. They're both estimated to go from 300 to 500. Um, I just think it's super cool to have that framed as art in the house. It's not super hardcore Disney, but if you looked at it and you were like, oh, this looks like the Jungle Cruise, it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People come over and you're like, that's because it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Minds are blown. Yeah, I like it. That's cool. cool. And it comes with it, it comes with its own frame too, which is nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes like some of these pieces are kind of a weird shape and it's hard to find that in the standard frame shape, so then you have to go get True. a custom frame and uh, those are expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine is also kind of art related, so I chose Lot number 495, Pirates of the Caribbean entrance entrance sign artist proof. So this is like, you know, when you're about to go to the inside portion of the line and there's that uh, picture, I forget if it's on the left side or the right side or maybe both, but it has um, like the, the pirates getting into a rowboat and it says sail with the tide. A thrilling adventure cruise through oh, dark, yes. mysterious caverns where dead men tell no tales. So this is the artist proof for that. It comes from um, Disneyland in 1987, and it is a sil- silk-screened test run for the entrance sign to the ride. Um, it's hand-numbered as 10 out of 10 artist proofs made for approval before the final signs were created. And the teal paint on it has a shimmer, so that's pretty cool. It is 30 <laughs> inches by 19 inches. And yeah, like I think this would be so much fun to hang anywhere in my house. Like, I, I love Pirates of the Caribbean, so I would yes. be happy to put it anywhere. I, I like do. the added shimmer, right? <laughs> and it has shimmer. It has shimmer. It's <laughs> yes. the Disney magic, and it's supposed to go for eight hundred to a thousand dollars. So I have a hunch it's going to be more too. You know, I wonder if everything will go above. You know, will anything right. not get bids, you know? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happened with the last one that they did and mm-hmm. see if anything was kind of like, oh, we thought it was supposed to go for this much. Interesting, you know? Are so, there like, I don't know how bidding or auctions work necessarily. So the do people, is there like a minimum bid for each item or do can you bid like $1? I mean, you um, could, so I don't know. I think some of them have a minimum, like a starting okay. bid. Got it. So, yeah, so I the thing so. is like, you usually like an auctioneer will say, it's like, oh, well, you know, being $900, we're going to start this out at 500 bucks. And immediately someone goes 800 bucks. So you're not wasting their time. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have been to um, a lot of 
I've done been to antique auctions mm. and I've actually known guys who always do the low bid on every single lot. Oh, interesting. And, and what they do is every single lot, they do the lowest bid because everything in there, I mean, not every single lot, but anything with anything that's mildly interesting and what they'll do. So I'm specifically talking about fountain pens. They'll, <laughs> they'll like, um, cause I collect fountain pens, long story. Um, <laughs> and what they'll do is they'll, they'll do an entry level. And the thing is they'll win a lot of the auctions, but the thing is we'll start this at 400 bucks. And, you know, expected to go from 800 to 1,000. No one else bids. He gets it for 400 bucks, but he resells the majority of it. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, because once you break apart the lots, you know, if it's not a single item, you know, usually you can make some uh, pretty good money by breaking up the lots and selling them individually. So, mm-hmm. um, so nice. I've seen guys just like, idea. yeah, just you go in and you do low bid on everything and just hope one comes through because, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, oh, it's Eden Galleries. It's already been shown that it's uh, authentic. You know, it's been put into a book. So it is of historical note. And then you, you'll wait a year and you'll be fine. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. So I wonder if anyone will do that with this one. <laughs> I'm sure there's someone out there doing it. I'm certain. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't think anything on in this will go um at low like at the opening bid. Yeah. Nothing will go for opening bid. So nice. All right. Are we well, I did my last one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so those are all of our choices for uh, quote unquote affordable (laughs) sort of kind of not really items and let us know if there's any items that you found that are under a thousand that you would be dying to have or if you even plan to join in on this auction Um, but for now that does it for this episode of main street uci thank you for listening be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast and you can find us on Instagram and fa- Facebook, whoa, Instagram and Facebook at Main Street UCI. Don't forget to send us your questions and requests or any other thing you want to share with us related to Disney. And we'd love to hear from you. And thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. You can find their career boosting courses at CE uci.edu once again ce.uci.edu and with that we're gonna see you next time bye bye